Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof, not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA, get a quote today. Book three. Oh, grandmother, what terribly big teeth you have. Welcome to episode 46 of the Prince Kai Fan Pod, a Marissa Meyer Book Club podcast. This episode is, I already messed up. This episode <laughs> is brought to you by our Patreon supporters. Thank you. It is also brought to you by Soap is King, the official soap sponsor of the coronavirus soap revolution. My name is Bethany, and today's guest is Barbara. Do you go by Barbara, Barb, or Barbie? Just Barbara, because Barb makes me sound like a 40-year-old cat lady. <laughs> I'm not that just yet. And then Barbie, I'm not a blonde, so I've never really felt comfortable with that either. <laughs> I get the same thing like with my name being Bethany. I sometimes feel like I haven't grown into it yet. And then yeah. my friend that was on one of the latest episodes, her name is Ruth. And so she's like, I'm never gonna be old enough for that name right (laughs) you are from badass literature podcast yes what is that about pretty much just it's just me my boyfriend and then his sister um and we wanted to talk about books um that's pretty much what it is we wanted people to start recommending books for us since we have such a diverse interest in between us three so then we figured we could probably hit every genre there is and that tends to be what's going on and luckily we had a few um people reach out and tell us what they wanted us to read and we were going to ask you for a recommendation as well so yes I have so many books well you guys (laughs) do like adult books right so we do so far we have um I think I'm the only one who really enjoys reading young adults and stuff like that so I kind of want to throw that one in and just make them (laughs) read it um I haven't done it for this one just because since it's a it's kind of hard to do series and I'm not sure like to redo Cinder with them as well but I think I might just make them read it just because I want to (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'm a big fan of young adult but I I also enjoy I guess they call it new adult it's strange that young adult is considered a genre because it's more like teen and then young adult to me is like you know early 20 to 30s because I would consider Bridget Jones she's a young adult character but if you say Bridget Jones is young adult no no, that's not like that so right exactly (laughs) yeah I think it like when I started dating my boyfriend he was like oh I don't read young adult and blah 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 I was like just try some of these books because you'll you'd be surprised like I don't think you I think it has a bad connotation to people who don't read it Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely got him introduced to that. Now he's like, you know what? I think you might have a point. Some of these are a bit better than most adult books. I'm like, yeah, I told you. Absolutely. My husband doesn't read. Oh, he's wow. not a big reader. Yeah. So I can get him to listen to audio books like a uh, world war Z he really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. So we had this agreement. I don't watch anime. So we had this agreement, like I would watch an anime with him and he would read a book with me. So I made him listen to the audiobook of Cinder and he actually really enjoyed it. So, but he refuses to come on the podcast. I was like, but I need a boy perspective. It would be so cool to get a boy. (laughs) Well, he, he doesn't do podcasts. He's like, um, no. That's funny. If I can convince my boyfriend to do it, because I I was talking to him about 
the books and stuff like that. He's like, that sounds like something I would really like. And I was like, I think he would. So maybe if I can slip him into reading Cinder and then Scarlet, maybe you can finally get a boy because he's that he would, loves to talk. That <laughs> so. would be so great. Yeah, I would really, I would love to get a male perspective of this series for sure of any series really because it's always interesting like my husband pointed out so many things in cinder that i didn't even think of because i'm a girl and right not to be like sexist but we do have different oh yeah you know that we have different lives that we live we have different worlds mm-hmm. that we live in as a female i have different problems than he does <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> As we're seeing, we've been seeing that a lot with the coronavirus because we'll go to a grocery store and nobody messes with him because he's this big, burly guy. And I'm a really little person who gets hit by carts. So, <laughs> wow. How are you holding up during the pandemic? It's been interesting because I'm originally from, well, we're both from Kansas and we literally moved to Florida right before this all happened. Like, first of March, we got to Florida. Um, so it's been a little hard just because we don't know any anyone here. We don't know anything here. Like, we don't know what grocery stores to hit before, you know, the crazy people take everything. Um, so it's just kind of been a, a work in progress just to try to figure everything out and then stay indoors in a place that you want to go out and explore because we just moved. So it's been interesting. And we luckily finally got most of our furniture because um, the delivery was really behind because of it. So for a really long time, we didn't have a couch or a, or a table. That was kind of rough. Trying to eat, like, standing up or watching TV, and our dogs hated it. So Sounds it's been, like my first apartment. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, I felt like college all over again. I was like, where's my ramen? <laughs> um, but how about for you guys? How's it been there? Uh, it's been... Yeah. <laughs> so I had surgery a few months ago, and I was supposed to start running again. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't get to do that because apparently I'm only allowed to run with supervision and they canceled all of my physical therapy. Of course. So I did this thing where I was like, well, I'll just walk as much as possible. And I was like, I'm going to walk 10 miles a day. And my husband was like, you're not going to walk 10 miles a day. Well, now I have to walk 10 miles a day because as far as I'm concerned, you just said you didn't believe in me. Right. <laughs> so I've been leaving my house for like three or four hours every day to go walk 10 miles. But otherwise... I'm just at home, taking advantage by reading lots of books. I'm reading yeah. a, a series by K.M. Shea, or Shea, however I say her name, I'm not sure. Yeah, but it's, it's fairy tale adaptations, and it's right up my alley, so they've been yeah. really great. Everyone go check it out. It's free on Kindle, which oh, is always great. Yes, I love free books. <laughs> yes. Those are the best kind. Oh, yes. Yeah, not to give away your location, but um, my dad and bonus mom and my grandma Barb, uh, <laughs> they live in Inverness. Uh, not for, once again, I Florida's all new to me, so okay. I don't. <laughs> it's um, down by Myers Bay. Okay, I'll so, have to pull Fort, that. <laughs> Myers Bay is not a thing. It's down by Fort Myers. Okay. <laughs> okay, I was like, I I recognize Fort Myers. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, if I ever go visit my dad, maybe we can do like a live video or something. Right, that would be fun. <laughs> if I'm ever allowed to leave. Yeah, right. I can't leave. Next year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very lucky. I went to the Texas Teen Book Festival March oh, cool. 6th, and I got yeah. to meet Marissa Meyer, and I got to meet some podcast listener fans, which was really mm-hmm. cool. 
And then it was like that Monday was when people started panicking and buying toilet paper and closing businesses. And I was like, oh, I just made it in under the radar. And the best, the worst part of it is I was having allergies when we were there. So I snagged the toilet paper from the hotel, you know, Ross Geller style. Yeah. (laughs) And then the next day I see everybody running out of toilet paper and I was like, oh, "Oh, now I feel bad for the hotel, but whatever. They have more money than me. (laughs) Right. They'll be just fine. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I didn't go full Ross Geller. I didn't like steal light bulbs and stuff, but (laughs) I was like, it'll be good to have the toilet paper when we're driving. So. It's crazy. I, I saw that you posted it on there and you gave her a, a shirt, right? That you made? Yes, I gave her a shirt that my friend Amy made and oh. uh she also made her a cup, like a like a tumbler cup. How cool is this one? This is my favorite cup in the world, because look at this. Oh nice, that's so handy. And then it just flips back in. I listeners can't see that, but basically <laughs> my cup has a built-in handle, which makes me happy. Um but yeah, I gave her a t shirt, a cup, and a little like postcard. With a biography about me and the podcast and how I do a different guest every episode. And haven't heard anything back yet, but fingers crossed. (laughs) That's really Sunday. Yeah. That would be, I couldn't even, I would be so tongue-tied. I'd be like, oh, I like you. (laughs) (laughs) I think the best part of that trip and the most unexpected part of that trip was just how many people I met that had heard of the podcast that's cool. someone someone overheard me talking to another person and was like oh I love that podcast and then I got to be like oh I'm Bethany the host and it was right. this big moment someone saw my t-shirt and came up to me and she was like are they selling t-shirts for the podcast and I was like no my friend made this for me because I am the podcast there's just <laughs> I was not expecting to meet so many people who had heard of the podcast and mm-hmm. listened to the podcast so I felt very established. <laughs> I, as you should. <laughs> it's approaching the one year anniversary of when I started the podcast. So I guess I am getting established now. Yeah. So that's, that's great. When did you start your podcast? Because you're still pretty new, right? Yeah, yeah. And especially because in January and February, we took a break because of the move, like trying to find a place and packing all that stuff. Um, So we started in, it would have been October was the, I think the first episode end of October is when we did ours. So we're still really new. So we're excited. We're like, oh, yes, we have like, you know, 22 listeners. Yay, let's celebrate. (laughs) Yeah, That's how I am too. And this Having to, you know, going from, I used to have co-hosts and now it's just me and I get to have a different guest every episode. And Mm -hmm. that's been really fun because then I can just find other podcasters and reach out to them like with you guys. And sometimes, I'm not going to shade any podcasters, I'm not a horrible (laughs) person, but sometimes they just straight up ignore me. And I get sad because I have, Instagram has that stupid button where it says seen if they read it. (laughs) And I, I feel like. I feel like I just got dissed or something. <laughs> but thankfully, you responded. So oh, yeah. when we saw that. We're like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. Like, we've always wanted to do this. And it's like, you know, podcast reaching out to podcasts. Like, we were so excited. Michael's like, you've read that, right? I was like, oh, yes. I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, do you mind? And he's like, no, please go. And then we can maybe get her on. She can recommend a book. I was like, yes, the friendships. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
I would love that. I would love to come on it. I can recommend so many books. <laughs> so today we're going to cover Scarlet Chapter 24. And first we're going to talk about Fan Art Friday. And this is my first, like, photography art. It's of all of the TLC books. It looks like all of them to me except mm-hmm. the graphic novels. Yeah. And it's from April 17th, and it's by Beautiful Books on Instagram. And there's a period in between the T and I of Beautiful. And it is beautiful. I know. It's, I can't even. I'm so impressed with the people who draw stuff. And then you think this would be easier, but it's not. Like, this is just crazy amazing how well they did that. Well, and for something that's just a photograph, there's a lot of detail. Oh, yeah. There's a mask. There's a fan. There's a butterfly. There's twinkly lights. There's a background. There's a flower that's also right. lit up. Like, there's a very clear aesthetic to it. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that it feels kind of whimsical and magical. Like, I almost feel like it's one of those Instagram pictures where you can see it, like, glitter. Yeah. Like, yeah. Move. Yeah. Yeah. That's with people who do that. Like, the Instagram photographer books people. You know, I tried that. I was like, I can't even remotely do this. It's just very impressive. <laughs> yeah, the bookstagram stuff is... It's it's really it's like you said it's incredible and some of yeah. them you know where they where they arrange the books to make different shapes yes that's impressive I'm, I mean yeah. I haven't tried it but right. I think it's impressive <laughs> right yeah I'm just like oh wow no I I'm not even gonna pretend to dabble in this I'm just gonna no. let <laughs> professionals do it <laughs> like, I'd much rather let everybody else do it <laughs> no, I'm not right. the only thing I like to do is canvas art and all of my canvas art is like stencils it's not actual art. <laughs> I would consider I would still consider that art because I can't even do that. So <laughs> <laughs> I've gone to those painting parties and mine still ends up looking bad. Oh, so yeah. oh yeah, same. Yeah. It's like all my friends are super talented, and I'm like, well, if I drink enough wine, maybe they'll think I'm drunk. <laughs> um, <laughs> I cannot believe that. Drunk, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. So last week, our patrons voted on the chapter title for chapter 23 and treacherous by taylor swift one are you familiar with that song i love taylor swift so i'm huge huge fans i was trying to like find one that fit for this one i was like nothing taylor swift fits right now darn see and i thought superstar fit but then i was like no i use taylor swift too much <laughs> i was like superstar is great because kai's the superstar That's true, that like a but i was like i've used taylor swift for like the last four chapters i need to <laughs> scroll up. down further on my ipod <laughs> luckily my patron supporters haven't complained because they all, they, what happens is everybody ends up voting for the Taylor song most of the time. So then I don't feel too bad. Right. So like, you guys get it. But <laughs> a lot of people think she's overrated and I get that, but it's like lyrically, it's hard to compete with her. Exactly. She's a crazy songwriter. I can get where people don't enjoy maybe her voice as much. Cause I, you know, she she's no Adele, you know, she's no Kelly Clarkson or Lady Gaga. Right, God. she's not Demi Lovato. No, right. She's, she doesn't compete with them. But as far as, like, writer and a lyricist, I, I think she's in the top, if you ask me. Once again, I might be a little biased because I love me some Taylor, but <laughs> I love her lyrics and stuff like that. So, I for mean, sure. The song All Too Well is just... Uh, yeah. I, if Rolling Stone is going to call it a masterpiece, I'm exactly. certainly not going to argue. 
<laughs> exactly. So today we're going to talk about chapter 24, and the quote at the beginning is book three. Oh, grandmother, what terribly big teeth you have. I love, I love the quotes at the beginning of the books. That's one of my favorite parts of this series. I know, it ties it all really well. Yes. So last chapter, we left off with Scarlet and Wolf were hopping on the train to Paris and having their first kiss. Moon. Mm-hmm. But we leave them behind. We're back with Cinder, Thorn, and Iko. And the last time we saw them, they were rearranging the Rantheon to make it look cozy, which I have to say, with quarantine, one of the things I used to do all the time when I was bored was rearrange my house and my apartment. And I I feel tempted to do it just because I'm bored. Right. <laughs> It's been great for pa- unpacking. Like, we've gotten so much unpacked. So it's been nice. I'm like, oh, what are we going to do? Might as well unpack. <laughs> yes. And that's, I listen to podcasts all the time. So that's, like, my thing. Is I'm like, well, it's a great reason to listen to a podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. One of the reasons I like doing this podcast and taking notes with every chapter, because I've never done that before. Mm-hmm. Well, not with, like, a personal book that I'm reading for pleasure. I do it with, like, textbooks. But right. I notice so many things that I never noticed before. And I get listeners that will email me and point out stuff that I didn't notice before. Mm-hmm. And guess who noticed stuff that I didn't notice before. And I think that's my favorite part about doing the podcast is getting to unearth all these tiny things in a series I thought I, I, thought I knew it so well. <laughs> right. I know. I was, like, going back and listening to your episodes, I've... I've heard things, I was like, what? I don't remember reading that. I'll go back and be like, oh my gosh, I totally did not pick up on this the first time I read it. You just overlook some stuff Uh because you're trying to get to the meat of the the series. Right, or if you're so excited like me, you're like trying to like devour it all at once. You're like reading everything really quick. And then I'm like, wait a second, hold on. I have to go back. What did I just read? (laughs) It's very difficult to read this series slowly. Yes. Because especially after Cinder... Every chapter is a cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to be like, okay, see you guys next week. Right. <laughs> so we're back with Cinder, Thorin, and Aiko. And Cinder is practicing her lunar gift to hide the Rampion by sitting in the dark going, hide. <laughs> Cloak me. It was so good. I loved rereading that. I'm just like, yeah. this was cracked me up and I mean I don't know what else she could do but I was just busting out laughing because what I need to read exactly what it says because it was really silly hide Rampion hide hide Rampion disappear fade away you do not exist you cannot be seen like I know she must feel really silly doing all of this I like how she's, like, using different words for hide, essentially, and be like, maybe this will work now. (laughs) Sometimes when I'm watching TV shows about magic, you know, like Charmed or something, where they use spells, I'm like, I wonder how many tries they had to get through before they found the right words to work. I feel like Sinker's just trying to figure it out. She's stumbling on how to figure out how to use this gift to cloak this ship. Right. I love the use of the words swimming and dancing. Swimming past radars, gleefully dancing between all the other ships. Yeah, I thought that was so great. I would I, never have thought to use those words. Right. I when I was reading that too, I was like, oh, I really like that. And I like reread it multiple times because like this is such a good use of her with that. Like you said, I would have never even 
thought to be like, oh, I can use this for this passage. And it works really well with it, too. I especially like the swimming because obviously I've never been out of outer space before. Well, it's not obviously. You don't know. Um, <laughs> Maybe you but have. I, I haven't. But I've seen TV shows and movies and stuff. And it does always look like they're kind of just floating around. So I thought swimming was great because it's almost like you could picture, you know, a submarine or something floating in the water, but it's not in the water. It's in outer space. And I thought that was a great use of that word. Yeah. So she's sitting there and she can feel the bioelectricity running from the her spine throughout her whole body and all the way to the tips of her fingers and back, which just made me think of every like anxiety attack I've ever had. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can feel it in the fingertips. Yeah. And in like your nose and I don't I don't know how everybody's is. Mine, like my nose will go to sleep, like it'll go numb and I can uh-huh. feel like my fingers starting to tingle and stuff. Right. So it just made me think of every anxiety attack I've ever had. Right. That's how I say it's like it's like that like that numbing sensation on your fingers, that tingly for sure is what mine feels like. And I'm like, that's funny how she said that because that's what it <laughs> felt like for me. <laughs> I'm glad that I'm not alone. Yeah. <laughs> That does mean that she's developing, like, some kind of connection with her gift. She's not disconnected from it anymore if she can feel when her body is is reacting to it. Right. Okay, side of Earth opposite the sun, and we know it's, like, late August, early September. To me, this means it's nighttime, right? I didn't pick up on that. That is something okay. I all Because I was, like, reading that. I was like, wow, that's really, like, math. <laughs> I was Googling a lot because I was like, all right, I'm not the best at science. And I definitely didn't pay attention to this chapter. <laughs> so I was, like, Googling a lot. One of my friends from college is really good at aeroscience and stuff like that. So I was messaging him. So we determined that if they are above Africa the way that they were a few chapters ago right this would mean that in Europe where Scarlet and Wolf are right now simultaneously it is nighttime okay and if I'm wrong I'm sorry <laughs> I'm sure, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I, listeners will be happy to tell me <laughs> as they're quick to point out I would go with you on this one because I was like okay yeah that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> well at first I was like wait does that mean that they're no, that's not how the sun works. <laughs> that was like, maybe they're above a different, you know, side of the planet or something. And I was like, no, that's not how solar systems work. Um, <laughs> it doesn't spend the entire six months on the other side of the sun. That's not how that works. So right. it was an interesting way to describe that, though, that they're on the opposite side of the sun. So I think that's why I focused on it so much. Yeah. I like that when she's talking to Iko. She's, like, looking for yeah. the ceiling. I know. She's, like, I, that was the one passion that stuck with me. She, like, glanced up, and she's, like, that seems really weird to do that. You know, glance up and be, like, oh, wait, you're not technically there. So they want to know if it's working, and Aiko says she doesn't feel any different. But I love this phrase that all she can see are stars and a purple haze left over from a comet. Yeah, I thought that was interesting, too. I don't, I wouldn't even know comments had that. So I thought that was right. I was like, Googling this. I was like, is this true? <laughs> that was my thing, too. I was like, oh, a purple haze is so pretty. But how the f- does she know that it comes from right? a comet? Like, <laughs> I, guess, I guess because she has, like, all the world's internet knowledge in her brain, right? But yeah, it still wasn't explained. <laughs> no, yeah. 
And I always was interested in, like, how would they know if it was working? Because if she can't feel it, would she be able to feel it? Like, would it be, like, would she feel that tingling in the ship or something like that? Or if she had her little cyborg body, body, would she feel that, too? Like, that's what I kept wondering. Yeah. And the only thing I can think of is, okay, if they haven't been caught yet, then it must be working, right? Right. Because otherwise, it's, like... The way that it was described by Hugh, the the military leader from a few chapters ago, mm-hmm. was that basically all they have to do is hop into outer space and look around. Right. So, and the fact that they can see that there are 71 other ships around them, I feel like it must be working or they would have been found, right? Right. That's what I was thinking, too. Like, obviously, it's been working, and maybe even subconsciously it's been working since they haven't been caught and she's, I felt like she was just trying at this point to do it, not previously, when they were worried about getting out. Right. Well, and the other part that's weird is, like she says, it has to do with bioelectric control. Their gift doesn't work on radio waves, so how does it affect the ship at all? I don't know. Right. Right. <laughs> I barely not... understand the bioelectric thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even going to pretend to know what exactly all that entails. So I'm going to assume it's working. That's what I assumed. Yeah, that's my thought process, too. So Aiko says she's a natural at using her gift. But mostly Aiko wants to know how long she's going to be a gargantuan ship <laughs> because she is I... not happy about this turn of events. I love it. She's like, I feel fat and large. <laughs> <laughs> the use of the word gargantuan is what got me. Because yeah. just, that is a very underutilized word. <laughs> For sure. I don't think I've ever used that on a daily sentence. <laughs> no, I can't remember the last time I used the word gargantuan. Yeah. I know that my husband and I will say colossal a lot. Magnormous. There it is. We say magnormous. <laughs> and I'm not even sure if that's a real word. I don't know <laughs> if that is one or not. But if you can figure out what it means in a contextual sentence, then it's kind of a word. I don't know. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they say that in order for Aiko to no longer be a ship, they need a new auto control center and a body. That part was a little like, ooh, they need a body. Right. <laughs> kind of creepy calling it a body, yeah. Cinder says she um, understands because when she was the control center for the ship, it was really difficult. She felt very disconnected from her body. And all Aiko wants is to be human. And that really stuck out to me because I thought of that Human Again song from Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the new Beauty and the Beast? Yes, I have. And that technically, that song was part, if I'm not mistaken, like the Broadway musical that they originally had it. And then I bought, because I'm a huge Beauty and the Beast fan, I bought the Disney uncut version and they had that song in the cartoon version. So I was like, oh my gosh, yes. And so, yeah, yeah, I thought it was, I'm surprised they didn't use it for the original. Well, I guess I'm not surprised because they didn't have it, but it's such a good song. It's wonderful. And it was, I thought it was a really good addition to the new Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. I loved it. That, everybody go watch it. It's on Disney Plus. I cried. Every time I watch it, I cry at least once. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Um, So... When Cinder finally, like, releases the bioelectricity from her body, her human hand is colder than her metal hand? Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Is that just because the bioelectricity was, like, really hot or something? Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure either. I was going to ask you about that, because I thought that was an interesting, she's like, oh, which never happens, you know, like, her cold, like, her cyborg hand's always cold or something like that. I'm like, that's an interesting, I wonder if... 
like the power did the power seep or like steal the warmth from them or is is it overheating it to maybe they realize that they're overusing it like i find this very interesting it's like i make notes for it for future books to be like which one was it (laughs) well i'm also wondering how her metal hand is always cold obviously metal is going to be Cold or hot, depending on your temperature. But right. have you ever been on a metal slide in the summer? Oh my like, gosh. Yeah. That gets hot. It's like the... Uh, well, whoever decided to make that a metal thing... Just, <laughs> For kids to play on. <laughs> yes. I was like, why would you do that? Have you been in hot states? I'm pretty sure 90% of these states are warm. Like, why would you do that? <laughs> so Aiko says she feels less alive, which is another moment when I feel like... She's not an android. She's a human. Yeah. Um, but Cinder says it's temporary. And she goes <laughs> back to trying to hide. Cloak. Hide. Invisible. Some <laughs> 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 great words for hide. <laughs> yes, I loved it. So I was, I could listen to more. I could do more of that. Just come, <laughs> like, just Cinder using a thesaurus for hide. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you go in, hit the button, said synonyms, the antonyms, what words are best for this? <laughs> the captain enters and says, well, you need to come see the TV, bro. <laughs> um, I love how I love how he walks in. He's like, hey, have you seen the TV? What are you taking a nap? I know. That was my favorite scene. First, I love their scene together. I think their friendship is amazing. But I love when he's like, what are you doing? Why are you napping? Like, come on, let's get to work. And she's like, I'm not napping. I'm working. He's like, sure you are. Right. You look super busy. Sorry. You're like, um, yes, right. I love their witty banter throughout this whole chapter. It's so funny. I I think I wrote LOL in my notes like 10 times. Funny because I did that too. Like on my notes, I was like, "LOL, he's so funny." <laughs> <laughs> but I love that he finally gets her to come out, and he's like, "We're famous." <laughs> and at first, she's like, "Yeah, I know. I've seen the ball scene. I'm good." And he's right. like, "Oh no, Emperor Kai is talking about you." Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a press conference, and I love what he says. What What has your wires crossed? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> It's like, it's just more like cyborg specific humor that I found fun. And then Aiko talks about how handsome Kai is. Right. At the last moment. (laughs) They did. They had chemistry (laughs) when they met at the market. We've just had so much literal drama with Scarlet and Wolf the last few chapters where it's been really intense. So it's nice to come in and just giggle with, you know, Thorn and Aiko's fawning over TV Kai and Cinder's being all awkward and <laughs> like no, I don't like him. No, that would yeah. <laughs> the volume though. <laughs> right. Like gosh, I missed a complete sentence. What are you like what are you doing? <laughs> so I love this moment when <laughs> they go to sit down to watch the conference and she like sits in the pilot's chair and Thor is like, Hey, okay. Yeah, I know. He just takes it. He just took it. Like, she's like, uh, no, like, hush, hush. And he's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> he's like, all right. What did you think of the press conference? I thought it was beautifully written. Oh, yeah. I really liked it. Yeah. I love that we start mid-sentence because it kind of feels like we just clicked the channel. Right. So we haven't seen Kai since chapter 14, which was over 100 pages ago. And yeah. he looks exhausted. 
But I think it's only been like two days. Yeah. I right? think because Yeah. Because we saw Scarlet meeting Wolf the day after the ball. Yes. And then in the last chapter, Scarlet is like, I've only known Wolf for a day. Right. So it's been like a day or two at the most since all of this happened, which is crazy. Yes, I know. When you put it in perspective like that, I'm like, oh, so much has happened. It's hard to think it's only been that short of a time frame. Well, it's been, it's only been like two weeks since the first day that Cinder and Kai met at the market. Yeah. Which is also insane. These Right. There's so much that happens. It's crazy that it's like a it's like a soap opera where it takes like four episodes to brew a pot of coffee. <laughs> right. <laughs> and yeah, um, us as readers have to wait like if I guess if you read it in order and when they came out, like you're waiting like a whole year or two for it to come out. But so it feels much longer. Well, it makes me think of as we said, we love Harry Potter. Right. Harry Potter will fast forward. You'll you'll read a bunch of chapters and then it'll be like. And then winter came, and it's like, okay, well, it was Halloween, so I guess now it's, like, Christmas. Right. You just skip, like, three months of school, and then you get this, and it's like, this is what happened in the last eight minutes. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Yeah. The last time we saw Kai, he was very reluctantly giving the order to send military troops to look for Thinder. Incidentally, Thorn, but apparently nobody cares about that. He's very butthurt about that. Yeah, he is. (laughs) They deployed the fastest ships with the most advanced technology and the best pilots. Okay. They've been lucky so far. Made me think of Harry Potter when Voldemort says that Harry has only survived because of his luck and not because of Voldemort's lack of skill. (laughs) Right? (laughs) You're the adult man. Come on now. Really? (laughs) It's like they've been lucky. It's like lucky. Have they? <laughs> the entire world and outer space is looking for them, and nobody found them. So no maybe one. it's luck, but maybe cloak, hide, invisible is working. <laughs> <laughs> and he says eventually they're going to have to come back to Earth because it's a military cargo ship that was stolen from America. But the tracking has been stripped, which Thorin is very proud of. He's like, hey, 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 you heard that, right? They're talking about my smarts. (laughs) I love it so much. He's so funny in this chapter. He's just, I can tell him watching this as him just like waiting for them to mention him. Mm -hmm. You know, they talk about the ship and he's like, all right, my name. Nope. Right. Okay. Okay. All the tracking's been taken away. My turn. Nope. Not my name yet. Okay. (laughs) And then like it gets to the end and he's just like, they didn't talk about me once. I can't believe (laughs) that. Cinder is warm with longing and misery watching all of this happen. And the press conference part actually starts. Like, we actually start hearing journalists asking questions. And Kai starts giving the answers that they sound very diplomatic from. Right. From Torin's head to Kai's mouth. Right, exactly. (laughs) They're not going to abandon the space search, but, you know. They only have up to two weeks of fuel and power, so eventually they're going to have to come back down here. Yeah. Again, Thorne cracks me up. This Lynn Cinder, he's like, hey, that's you. That's you. <laughs> like, I just pictured him, like, poking her, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm hey, not hey, touching hey. you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like you, like you were doing with nudging yeah. with the elbow, like, like not, hey. Not, hey, not, <laughs> that's you. They're talking about you. <laughs> It's so funny. And here we get an A catch. It's finally revealed to Thorn and Iko 
that Cinder was his VIP guest at the ball. And Aiko is pissed. I know. She's like, this better have happened when I was, like, dead to the world. Or we're going to have problems. And I was like, ooh. And that has got to be, like, an ear-shrieking scream. Like, I picture when, like, a microphone gets hit and it's like, right? Ooh, that's horrible. (laughs) So Kai admits that she was his guest. And we get the cyborg question, which Uh, I'm going to read. This might be my favorite part in the entire series. I don't know. (laughs) So the next journalist said, did you know she was cyborg? And Kai said, I don't see that her being cyborg is relevant. Next question. Next question. So good. (laughs) Have you ever seen those YouTube videos where, or Instagram, I think is where I saw it, but it'll show like 10 female celebrities getting asked stupid sexist questions in interviews and how quickly they blow it off. Yes. That's what it made me think of. Like, especially when Rihanna got a question and she was like, how disappointing was that? Qu- Next question. No, right. Like, <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. I love watching those compilations on YouTube. It's like female artists, like show these news people, like a piece of their mind about these sexist questions. Like, who are you wearing? I was like, does it matter? <laughs> yeah. The two best ones. I love when Kira Knightley was like, are you going to ask the men that question too? Yeah. And I, Lauren Conrad's response to what's your favorite position? CEO. <laughs> oh, I loved it. When she when she put her piece of paper down and she goes, CEO, I was like, yeah. get it, girl. Yes. 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 Finally. Like I, I feel like I would have been like, uh, what? That's awkward. Why would you ask that? But she like did not miss a beat. I was like, no. this is what I aspire to be like. Yes, which is why I like that the man song so much right now. I'm like, yeah. exactly. <laughs> That was just my favorite part ever. I love that so much. I don't I don't see that her being cyborg is relevant. It's not relevant. Exactly. I feel like he was like almost wanting to like drop the mic and just be like walking away because not relevant. Next question. His body responds too. Kai stared at her, appearing confused, then let his gaze dance over the crowd. He shuffled his feet closer to the podium, a wrinkle forming on the bridge of his nose. So you can tell he's like, really, you guys? That's what's important right now. Right. I feel like that's a fugitive that just escaped with another fugitive and the Lunar Queen is threatening war. And you're like, is your girlfriend a cyborg? Right. (laughs) Yeah. He was, I feel like he was like confused at first. Like, why is this even like, how is this relevant to like what we're talking about? Like flabbergasted about the whole thing. Like, okay, woman, what are you talking about? I love that he doesn't even give her a chance to answer. He's just like, next question. Right. <laughs> and I bet I bet Torin is like slightly proud. He's like, yeah, actually yeah. did good with that one. <laughs> Sassy Kai was kept under control. <laughs> the next question from the press is, did you know she was Lunar? And Kai says, of course not. Because again, there's this misconception that there are no Lunars on Earth. Right. I fell for and... Cinder fell for, and Iko fell for, and Thorn fell for, and even Scarlet fell for, but apparently there are Lunars on Earth. Yeah, I thought that was a good way to show how some people are just don't think about immigrants in that way. I feel like it's a, it's a good way to show what, like what's going on in our country right now. Just people don't think like, oh, there's different people around. It's like, yes, yes, there is. <laughs> yes. I feel like. One of the biggest misconceptions is who's an immigrant. We get 
there's and not to point fingers and start political stuff. I'm not doing that. I really don't care. But <laughs> there's a big there maybe not right now because we're worried about this right. Outbreak, but yeah, COVID um, president. <laughs> <laughs> but in the last few years, there's been a lot of negativity towards Hispanic and Latino people immigrating. And it's like, that's a very small percentage of the immigrants or you can, most of them are coming from Europe. And then I get so many people where I've had conversations with them about immigrants. And it's like, do you know who you're talking to? And they're like, what do you mean? Like first person in my family born in the United States. Yeah. I see. I wasn't even born here. So like, I'm a for sure immigrant. Like we came here when I was young and stuff like that. And what I do with my job I do immigration work and stuff like that. And people will probably be surprised. Most people are European or uh, Chinese that are coming here. Like we get maybe like one or two from like South America or Central America. Everyone is European, like 90% of it. So it's like most people don't even know what they're talking about or like they don't realize when they're talking about immigrants, they're talking, they're like, like pigeonholing just a few of them. Yeah, that's a good word for it. And I also think that there's, I mean, obviously, I'm a supporter of immigrants just because that's where my family is from. But there's this misconception that immigration is bad. And without Mm -hmm. immigration, our population would just completely crumble. Oh, yeah. And that's just a misconception. You know, people don't talk about population pyramids and how they work and everything. But it's important that we have immigration. And I think people forget that unless you're from one of the native tribes of this continent, Right. Somebody in your family is an immigrant. I don't exactly. care if they came over here on the Mayflower. They're still an immigrant. It, exactly. It's <laughs> like, um, unless you're native, native American, everyone's an immigrant. So I feel like they're the only ones who are allowed to be like, oh, immigrants. <laughs> and you know what? They have plenty of historical evidence to back exactly. them up. <laughs> exactly. Like, if anyone should be pissed off, it should be them. Because yes. all of have kicked them out of their actual homes. So they're the only ones who I feel I can like angrily, you know, throw a fist up and be like, wow, immigrants. (laughs) And not to paint a light, you know, picture on all this stuff. We do take it seriously. Right. But one of my classmates is Cherokee. And one of the things that her tribe has been working on is trying to recover some of the lost languages that they have. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about, Stuff like that. And she mentioned something about, she's like, you get it, right? You're white. And I was like, I mean, yeah, but my family's also Jewish. So I know a little bit about hardship. <laughs> like, <Right. laughs> I've heard, have you heard of World War II? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Again, not to put a light, a light paintbrush on things, but we really don't know the plight of other people. And right. clearly in this society, I mean, we already know there's a crazy amount of prejudice against cyborgs, but not only is there prejudice against lunars there's also this misconception that they just don't exist except on the moon right which is right. creepy to me because right. guys like other than ambassadors i had no idea and it's like there's yeah. gotta be at least one walking around like right. statistically speaking like people like to immigrate especially if they have like this crazy society See, your dog agrees with me <laughs> yeah i know which is funny because her name is luna so maybe that's why she's hearing her name <laughs> She's like, what are you guys talking about? Stop. <laughs> My sister's cat is named Luna. Oh, really? Yeah. But hers Good. is Luna after Harry Potter. So. Same here. Yay! <laughs> he says that they're going to keep them from immigrating and export everyone within their borders. I love this. Has the Lunar Queen had anything to say about it? Yup. 
Yep. I love that. He was like, oh, she has plenty to say. What a, like you said, what a sassy response yeah. back. <laughs> and then Torrin is in the background like, keep it together, bro. You were doing so good. <laughs> right. And I like how it, he like had to redo his facial features because I just put <laughs> picture him like furring his eyebrows like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I love that, though. It said, irreplation replaced with tactful vacancy. I was like, yep. (laughs) I can picture it. But the Lunar Queen wants her found and brought to justice. That's a nice way to say executed. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) And it did not help with negotiations. Duh. Right. (laughs) Could the cyborg escape be a threat to security? Okay, the cyborg escape, not the lunar escape. Right. The fact that she was a cyborg. Now we're focusing back on this cyborg thing like it's more important. Here's my thing. We know that lunars can control what you see, think, and feel, and control what they look like, and even right. sound like. Right. A little more Why dangerous. Why are we worried about me. people with extra hands? Right, right. <laughs> worried about the lunar thing? Yeah, I would prefer to, you know wander upon a cyborg versus a lunar personally you know <laughs> have a better odds <laughs> yeah absolutely and i do like when he says that they're gonna increase security okay to what right <laughs> like that's done well so far right mm. yeah you can't we already know that there's nothing you can do to control their gift so i'm not sure if more security might mean more guns for the lunars to use i guess i don't right. know <laughs> but he says that war has been thrown around for generations and we will avoid it at all costs. Not to further unravel, which I really liked that further unravel. Thought that was really well said. Yeah. She she builds a picture very well. Like the way she writes, yes. and that's why I really like her books. It's like you can even if you might not be like I'm a visual person, so I'm just like picturing this, and I I literally pictured like something un, like starting to unravel when she said that. This whole scene I think is easy to picture because I think we've all seen some kind of press conference, even if it's displayed in like a movie or TV mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. I can easily hear the cameras flashing, people murmuring in the background, somebody's taking notes in a bunch of different corners. Torrin is definitely, like, the only one who's capable of keeping a placid face the entire time. Kai probably has, like, a little bit of sweat. You know, I can hear the journalists, like, Emperor, Emperor, Emperor. Did you know she was cyborg before you asked her to the ball? And all this other stuff, like, the tone of voice is obvious. The way that he's interacting with the crowd is obvious. Like, it's just Mm -hmm. really easy to picture and hear the entire scene. And it's because it's written so well. And it even starts off, like I said, even just starting in the middle of him talking. That in the middle of the sentence makes us feel like we're changing the channel on the TV. Yep. Good job, Marissa. Yeah. (laughs) We we applaud. (laughs) Snaps for Marissa. Yeah. conference is over we got a lot of information but what we didn't get was thorn <laughs> yes <laughs> don't they even miss him a little bit i know he's like do they even know i'm gone like what is this <laughs> poor Iko's like we had a moment we connected yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i love it. and i think that's why sometimes it's hard to picture her um, not being human, like you said, because she's given her such human characteristics, like what we would think as human characteristics, like 
I, I just pictured her like being offended and like maybe even glancing up and being like, hey, we had this moment, you know, so um, dramatic. And so over exactly, the top. And exactly. Over exactly the top. Exactly how I would respond. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I feel like Ico is the inside of, um, I think I've mentioned this before, but did you ever watch Lizzie McGuire? Yes. Her inner, her inner. Yes. Yes. Her little animated inner yes. monologue, that's Aiko. Aiko is yes. the inside of all of our brains. She's yes. just she and you know what? Aiko would love Tay Tay. Yeah. <laughs> Aiko would love Tay Tay and Shake It Off would be her favorite song. Right. <laughs> so Cinder feels a little guilty because Kai is being forced to take responsibilities yeah. for all her actions and it's not fair. Um Okay, we need to talk a little bit about what it means to be a political leader because he has to take responsibility for everything because he's the emperor of yes. what seems to be one of the most powerful countries on the planet. Exactly. I feel like you're, I know she's 16, but. Yeah, it's like, like he, uh, he's emperor now, like he's no longer the prince, he's an emperor, so he's going to get literally blamed, like if you farted, he would have gotten blamed for that, like it's <laughs> yeah. one of those things, he I comes mean, even, with the position. Even if none of this had happened, and it was just that she was this messy girl at the ball, his yeah. press conference would be about why were you with a messy mechanic at the ball, like. Exactly. His whole life is under a microscope. Yep. And he has to answer to every little thing that involves him and his country. Yep. But definitely a runaway cyborg lunar is going to involve him. And, in like, he's definitely going to have to answer questions about that. Right. Top on the list. <laughs> Top on the list. More great stuff. <laughs> Thorn is, like, pouting. I love that. He's he's so pouting. I totally picture him, like, mm. <laughs> Yeah. Nobody noticed I was missing. Cinder. <laughs> Maybe they're grateful. Right. I love that. Like their friendship is just amazing. I, I, I love that they they're a guy and a girl who can still be friends, mind you, and still have this awesome relationship where they're pretty much just teasing each other, like normal friendships would go and just like, you know, one upping each other with their little like comments like he made fun of her with Kai saying like, Oh, your boyfriend and now she's coming <laughs> back with this and being like, They're probably grateful you left. It's so great. And they're, the whole conversation between the two of them is just so funny. Mm-hmm. And it's like you said, it's so great to see that platonic relationship represented because yeah, you don't get we that know much. that we don't. We don't get enough of that. And you know that Kai was like, oh, man, that guy's kind of cute. So why right. can't she run away with, like, an ugly dude? Right. But Cinder <laughs> doesn't seem to give a shit. No. <laughs> She's like, this guy is so annoying. I know, I love how, like, Thorne's like, oh, that's why you don't, like, you haven't fallen <laughs> for my awesomeness and good looks. It's because I can't compete with an emperor. She's like, yeah, that's why. <laughs> I love that. That's why you're immune to my charms. Yes, immune to my <laughs> charms. <laughs> oh, and I love the way that he, like, teases her. Not that it's okay to tease, but it just, it feels so authentic and so genuine. All of their interactions feel like I can remember having conversations obviously not about emperors but about right. people teasing you about you know who you have a crush on and stuff right. and it kind of reminds me that they're in that they're just teenagers yeah so then thorn says that it was really gutsy of him to ask a cyborg to the ball mm-hmm. and that he doesn't like government or royalty but he gives kai credit thank yeah. you thorn 
Right. <laughs> we get the, the captain seal of approval. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and Cinder says, well, he didn't know I was cyborg when he asked me. And Thorne's like, he didn't? Of course not. And I still don't like that. I still don't like that she won't give him credit there. I talked about this a lot in Cinder, where she was automatically like, he's going to hate me and be disgusted if I'm a mm-hmm. cyborg. And I feel like she just doesn't give him enough credit. Because I think more than anything, what Kai is upset about is that she lied. Not exactly. that she's cyborg. And obviously the right. lunar thing was a big shock. Right. Much bigger than cyborg. Yeah. I'm, yeah, for him, I feel like it would have been a bigger deal. Yeah. Yeah. Thorne says, well, he knows now and he still likes you. And Cinder, like, completely, it's like, he wants to hunt me down and get me executed. And Thorne is like, mm-hmm. Right. She's like, how did you pick up on this in like a 10 minute conversation? He's like, I know these things. <laughs> it's like, I have great amore instinct. Yes, amore instinct. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was telling my husband about that and I've been trying to learn Spanish. He was like, oh, did you know what that one meant? Because you learned Spanish. And I was like, no, that one's kind of a giveaway. It's like knowing right. Ola. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's not one of the hard ones. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those easy Latin phrases that any Latin or um, love language, love language, yes, that you're going to pick up on that one. That one's a pretty yeah. obvious one. <laughs> um, but Cinder basically gets upset. She's like storms off. Thorne is like, come on, come back here. I want to show you something. Yeah, he's like, wait, wait, I haven't shown you the best part. (laughs) (laughs) I won't make fun of your boyfriend anymore. He's not my boyfriend. See, this is what I'm talking about. This is so funny. It's just like, he's not my boyfriend. (laughs) Yeah, and I feel like this chapter was, like you said, like a nice break in between Scarlet and Wolves because, like, theirs is so serious, and whereas we get this nice little playfulness between uh, Cinder and Thorne, it's nice to kind of break that so it's not always so serious. You're like, oh, my gosh, like, where's that funny aspect, you know? Yes, because in the last chapter, Wolf almost killed someone, so. Right, right. <laughs> and Scarlet almost dislocated her shoulder, and it's just, there's, this is nice. This is a very yeah. nice little break. Like, yeah. at first, you might be a little upset, because it's like, oh, but something just big just happened with Scarlet and Wolf, and now it's like, actually, this is kind of a nice change of pace where we are not freaking out for five seconds. Exactly, exactly <laughs> right. Your heart's not going like, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen next? What's going on? <laughs> I just think they're so funny the way they tease each other. And Thorne says, well, I have information about Michelle Benoit. Nat has Cinder's attention. Now he's yeah. got Cinder's attention. I feel like she, like, perked up. She's like, wait, what? You know. Tell okay. Me. All right. I'm listening. Yeah. She has a teenage granddaughter who's supposedly 18, but was not born in a hospital and has no hospital records. I like Thorne right now. Yeah. Holy spades, I'm a genius. I know. <laughs> like, I'm so smart. And he's like, did you not pick up on this? Like, he's trying to, like, prod her into it. Like, come on. Well, Cinder is completely clueless. But I think part of that is so that we as the reader can get that moment where Thorne explains everything. Yeah. Because this is a big realization for me. Do you know anyone who wasn't born in a hospital? Actually, yeah, because we do home births now, so is that not a thing anymore? Right, right. That part was weird to me. Like, 
do you know the phrase do you know anyone who wasn't born in a hospital is very clearly to be like obviously you don't know anybody everybody's born in hospitals but that's not the case right now so I'm wondering what changed in our society that we don't have like home births and water births and midwives and things like that because that's still very prevalent now I mean maybe not right this well maybe I don't know with every crazy stuff going on maybe it is prevalent but I feel like I know people who have done that, so it's not like I don't know someone, at least one. Right. And your dog is agreeing with us, so I feel like (laughs) it's usually my dog, so now your dogs get to be the guest stars. Yeah. Yeah, Scamp is, um, he kind of grumbles. So when he talks, it's like very clear that he's having an opinion about what's going on. (laughs) He did not agree or he agreed with that statement. Right. And then Beowulf is a beagle, so when he talks, it's like, you can't not hear him. Yeah. Um, Howling. Beagle howl, yeah. (laughs) But what Thorin is coming to the conclusion of is, she might be the lost princess. Yeah. But Um, Cinder already knows who the lost princess is. I know, I feel like she's playing clueless for him, so he doesn't realize it's her. I think so, because... She's very protective of that secret at the moment. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I was thinking is maybe, and I feel like this is a long shot, but maybe Cinder is hoping that that means that she's not the princess. Oh, yeah. That there was like a mistake made by Dr. Erland. Right. Like whenever you find out something about yourself that you don't like, you're always thinking like maybe it's not true and maybe that he's mistaken. It can't be me type thing. I didn't think about that. That's a yeah. She could also yeah. be that. And it might be that way for the readers too. I don't know. I mean, I I feel like the fact that Dr. Erlon specified like it's super obvious because your glamour makes you look exactly like your mom means that she kind of has to be the princess. Right. But I feel like this could be a moment for Cinder to cling to of like, oh, maybe there's a chance that I'm not the princess. I'm just a lunar cyborg. Right. <laughs> Tack something else on that I am. Like she, she wants none of these responsibilities, I feel like. Right. And we are 252 pages into Scarlet, and we finally get a description of what she looks like. Yes. (laughs) And she's pretty and curvy, which I love. Thank you, Marissa Meyer, for representation. Exactly. And she has has curly red hair. I love it. Curly red hair. Okay. I have curly hair. You have curly hair. My friend Morgan, who was on the last episode, has curly hair. Yeah. Okay, be on our side with this one. <laughs> the last chapter, Scarlet combed her hair. No. If you have curly <laughs> hair, you don't comb your hair unless two things are happening. One, you're about to shower and you brush your hair before you wash your hair. Yes. Or two, you just got it wet and you're brushing your hair thin. That's the only time I brush my hair because if I brush my hair, it looks like Hermione's hair you don't brush curly hair and the only other thing I could say is like maybe maybe if she had one of those big wide toothed combs oh but have you seen those they're like a foot long where is she keeping that like 
being bad. She's that last time I checked, I don't think she has a massive backpack she's carrying or lugging around with her. None of these girls have purses. <laughs> yeah, I I was thinking that too. I was like, if I was her and like she's like, Oh, let me just grab like this. I'm like, I would be grabbing like, wait, hold on. I need my backpack, I need my essentials. Like I this is the things I need to take. And she like grabbed none of this. It's like what is going on? I mean, my purse right now has like band-aids, a miniature first aid kit, uh, baby wipes, hand sanitizer, and that was all before the coronavirus Same. stuff, like, yeah. outbroke. Like, yeah, I carry uh, this before then, too. Girl products, chapstick, a little mm-hmm. tiny bottle of sunscreen, a little bottle of bug spray. Mm-hmm. Like, this is stuff I normally have in my purse just in case. Yes. If I'm about to go on a cross-country trip, there's going to be a lot of stuff in my purse. It's, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I carry my Kindle around just in case I have, yes. like, five minutes to read. And people are like, isn't your purse heavy? I was like, oh, yeah, I'm probably going to get, like, issues with my shoulder. That's a given. <laughs> but I was like, these are essential. I put it over yeah. across yeah. my chest, and then I go back and forth. Yeah. But yeah, I have my Kindle right here. See? Exactly. I was reading while I was, uh, before we were Skyping. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But I, I like that she's curvy. I think that that's one of the best things, and we'll get a lot more of that in this book and the series overall, but one of the best things about Marissa Meyer is representation. And good golly, so many books, the girl is perfectly skinny, which is fine. Be skinny. Get it, girl. But... Some of us aren't, and <laughs> it's exactly. nice to have representation. And I have seen a lot of fan art of Scarlet where she's really thin, and that's okay if that's how you envision her. But I see just as much where she is curvy, and I really appreciate that. Yeah, I, for sure. When I was reading this, I pictured kind of like not myself because I don't have red hair, but like what I would look like if I had red hair type thing with her, just because. You don't get that many people, first off, with curly hair, I feel like it's rare when a character has curly hair for some reason. Right. And who's curvy, you know, like who actually has curves, who has a bud, who has thighs and stuff like that. So it's kind of nice to see. It reminded me of the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants where they're talking about these pants will fit you, too. And she's like, are you kidding? I'm like, you guys, I have an ass. Right. <laughs> in the movie where she slashed her thighs. Like, I love that scene. Like, yes, like um, been there, girl. I get exactly. you. She's like, it's just going to fit all of this. Like, <laughs> And I picture, in my head, I picture a, like, blend of America Ferreira and Molly Ringwald. <laughs> right. <laughs> And I, I understand that that might be crazy for people to picture, but that's what I picture in my head. I, I picture some kind of person that's got, you know, those sexy curves, but also has long curly hair. Um, I also very easily could picture my friend Jamie, because who's probably listening. Hey, what's up, girl? Um, <laughs> because she's curvy, and she's got this beautiful red curly hair. And I mean red curly hair. Yeah. And I love it. I would, man, I hope maybe she'll let me share, like, a picture of her where she can, like, pose for me or something. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get her a red hoodie, and she'll take a picture for me. <laughs> I was referring to. <laughs> so that's the end of the chapter, basically. Cinder says, great work, detective. And... Right. Sarcasm. <laughs> Sarcasm on full blast. <laughs> I do like that it says a teenage girl without a birth record, a ward of Michelle Benoit. How convenient. Right. Indeed it is, Cinder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
So I could not off the top of my head think of a song title for this. So what I did was I literally scrolled through my music and was just like, okay, that one might work. That one might work. That one might work. That one might work. That's funny. I did the same thing and I even had my boyfriend helping me. I was like, oh, I need help. And he was like mentioning stuff. I was like, no, stop. You haven't, like, no, you're not helpful. I was like, just stop. So what I came up with is Miss Missing You by Fall Out Boy, Secret Love Song by Little Mix, or Your Biggest Fan by Never Shout Never. All of those are about Cinder and Kai being separated. Yes. I No, first two. I haven't heard of the second one. I might have to Apple it's, Music that. The first lyric is, I'm a really big fan of yours, but I'm quite the joke to you. Oh, that's so I was like, okay. I get she's like a fan of Kai, but Kai can't take her seriously. Right. Secret Love Song is just one of my favorite songs ever. Little Mix is incredibly talented. That's a beautifully written song. And hmm. I very clearly picture that that's how their relationship is. They want to hold each other. They want to take their relationship public. But, I mean, right now they can't even acknowledge the existence. It's like very star-crossed right. lovers. Yeah. Yeah. So I went with um, Renegades by Ex-Ambassadors. And it was just an overall because I feel like, that's I just picture them in their little ship and be like, yeah, we're renegades. And so, like, running away from the law and that kind of stuff. So that's what I went with. I felt like that fit well in just that part of the chapter, too. So Yeah, that's what really stood out to me was just the, the disconnect that these two people are starting to have. We got so close with the elevator and the ball, and they almost kissed. And, you know, he yeah. was clearly head over heels for her. Yeah. And... It it's just really hard to write. Sorry, they they also just like, um, but it's just really hard to see them go from that to now. He's just this like, like we said, he's a superstar. He's this guy on the TV that's so out of reach. Yeah, yep. And I think that's why Secret Love Song came to my head the most because it's all about you know wanting to be in love and wanting to shout that love to the world. And society is preventing you from being able to do that. Yep. Fitting. So those will go up on the Patreon for lovely patrons to vote for. What was your chapter quote for this week? So it's funny. I was going to pick the one where Kai, you know, said, like, I don't see how this is relevant. You know, next question. But I was like, man, I feel like you might pick that. So I went with <laughs> Thorns. And it's, well, keep up the good work, mate. In the meantime, you should come watch this. They're talking about us on the channels. We're famous. And I just, like, love that. Because he, it goes from his sarcasm, like, okay, yes, you're working. Keep up the good work. Ha ha, funny. In the meantime, I just feel like he gets, like, real giddy. You know, like a little kid at Christmas. We're famous. We're famous. And obviously that didn't pan out for him whatsoever. (laughs) Well, she is. She's famous. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I can picture him acting that way, too, where he's just like, okay, I get it, you're busy, but in the meantime, we're famous, come check this out. Yeah, Yeah, that's a great quote, and I love Thorne. Overall, he's probably my favorite character of the series, but I definitely love him in this chapter. Yeah, definitely, he's in the top of one of my favorite characters, even though I haven't read the rest, but he's slowly creeping up there for me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he's definitely up there. Hey everyone, Editing Bethany here. So I realized when editing this episode that I completely forgot to say my quote after we talked about Barbara's quote. 
So my quote for the chapter was from page 252. But instead, Kai simply said, I don't see that her being cyborg is relevant. Thanks for listening to my quote. Sorry, I completely forgot to add it in. But now back to the podcast. So this week we had four Easter eggs, one glove and one captain. And next episode, we're going to cover chapters 25 and 26. Where can people find Badass Lit Podcast? Yes. So we are pretty much in all major podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, you name it, we will be there. And it's just Badass Literature Society. Um, You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter. Our handle is at BadassLitPod. Good. And hopefully everybody will go and check them out. And I will be tagging you guys when I post this episode on Instagram as well. Cool. Um, So, yeah. In the meantime, everybody follow Badass Lit Podcast and rate, review, and subscribe. And follow Prince Kai Fan Pod and rate, review, and subscribe. And check out Patreon, patreon.com slash Prince Kai Fan Pod. So you said you've been listening to the episodes. Do you know what I say at the end of the episode? Uh, you would put me on the spot like that. I do now. Um, don't get glamored. Yes. Yes. Except for, <laughs> except for the Frozen episode that I did with my sister where we decided to say don't get frozen. Because <laughs> we're such storks. <laughs> so big thank you for coming on. And um, until next time, don't get glamored. Bye. The passages read for you today are from Scarlet by Marissa Meyer. This podcast is hosted and produced by Bethany Finger. Today's special guest was Barbara from Badass Literature Society Podcast. Our logo art was created by Angela Wong on Instagram. Thank you for listening. We got Verizon 5G home internet. It's from Verizon. Safe choice, right? Well, some things that look great end up being not so great. Like the time you bought a shrimp roll from a gas station. Uh, Or when you bought that used sports car. (laughs) What about when we got Billy that drum set? The point is, Verizon 5G home internet sounded great. But turned out to be something else. And we deserve fast, reliable internet. We deserve Xfinity. It's time for better internet. Switch to Xfinity. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash Verizon 5G facts.